You're listening to the Ice Day Elite Podcast, hosted by Paul and Coach West. This show brings you real conversations and interviews from the SoCal semi-pro world. Remember to like, comment, and hit subscribe. Hey, y'all already know what you're tuned in to, man. Y'all know what this week is. Y'all know what episode this is. And y'all already know who we got in the building. We done said GOAT. I, I think we done said GOAT a million times on this show already. So I'm going to change it up, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. We got the Nick Saban of Semi-Pro right now in the building. The Tom Craft of Semi-Pro, baby. And, 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 and we really ain't got to say his name. You, you understand what we're saying? But we're going to say his name today. Man, we got T. Reed in the building, man. Owner and coach of the Inglewood Blackhawks, man. How you living? I'm good. I'm good, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. Oh, man. It, it, it's an honor over here. It's an honor, complete honor over here. Uh, but y'all, y'all know how we start this show, man. Normally I do a star venture cut. But I, I'm not talking to a player right now. I'm talking to a coach. You know, and, and let me get my coaching on. So as a coach, you know, we, we all have someone who inspired us to pick up the whistle uh, per se or somebody that we say, hey, I coach like this guy. Who would be that guy that you that T. Reed can say, hey, I'm like this coach or I, I learned to be this way from this coach? Man, to be honest with you, man, um, some may not know him. Um, most guys from the inner city that played Juco ball, uh, would know him, but um, I took a lot of um, a lot of notes from my head coach at LA Southwest College. His name was Henry Washington, and he was um, a great mentor, a motivator, a coach, and a father figure to a lot of guys. Man, um, of course, it was all about winning, but he wanted to see his guys win off the field as well. So I take a lot of um, a lot of the credit from him because um, he he got he guided and molded a lot of young men in the inner city. Come on, come on. I mean, I, I think I think for a lot of us coaches that, you know, either played the game and then turned to the whistle, I think that's a lot of our story that that that, that head coach that we look up to the most was sort of like a father figure to us. So I, I completely understand uh, where you're coming from with that, for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, then, you know, also, you know, you know, looking at um, growing up and watching football and, you know, NFL, college football, but Another person that I kind of like looked up to um, during his tenure at the University of, of Florida was um, Steve Spurrier. Um, at one point in my Blackhawk career early on, I was labeled the Black Steve Spurrier because I like to run up the points. And Come on. that's what Steve Spurrier was about at Florida. He wanted to crucify you in and he wanted to, you know, let you know it's football. It's a it's a it's an organized gangbang fight. And you got to stop me. You know, I don't understand where it came from where, of course, you got to have, you know, class and things like that when it comes to football in certain situations. But the bottom line is you got to score, score, and score more. And that's kind of what it is kind of in the GDFL right now because with the GDFL, it's based off of points four. So um, they want you to score points. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I take a lot of that from Steve Spurrier as well, man, and just um, – try to just implement it into what I have. But I just, you know, I'm loving what I'm doing, um, and I'm excited for the next step. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, that, that that's really the name of the game. A lot of people give slack for it, but, 
you know, hey, we, we know what we signed up for. We jumped off into this thing, and we know for 60 minutes, my goal is, is to dominate. Yes, my man. goal is to – I, I want to make sure every light on the scoreboard works. In the words of Dion, prime time. That's color. right. I want to make sure that every light on the damn scoreboard works. So if I beat you 120 to zero – Hey, it is what it is. I'm going to shake your hand at the end of the game, say good game, and go on to the next one with the same goal. That's right. So, exactly. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm mean, i with you. You stay classy. You, uh, you know, you, you have sportsmanship. But at the end of the day, my head coach told us this. You know, our crosstown rival in small town Philadelphia, Mississippi, we ain't even six miles apart. He said, them guys over there in the Shoba Central, they, they up for this game. And I guarantee you, we can send them, send them our playbooks. But if they can't stop it, they can't fucking stop it. And that don't matter. We got first, second, and third screen in here. Our goal is to score the damn ball. So I, I love that mentality, man. And you know what's crazy is that um, if the shoe was on the other foot, they would damn sure do it to us. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the Arizona team. They – um. They, they, you know, my, my buddy Fred Caldwell, who's uh, who coaches for the South Phoenix Running Rebels out there in um, Arizona, uh, we went to college together, played college football together, and he coaches out there. He actually coached for the Blackhawks at one time. And he said that those guys in Arizona, they are still living on the fact that they beat the Blackhawks three years ago with, with, with us with a depleted team. Now, believe me, I, like I say all the time, it doesn't matter if you deplete it or not. A win is a win. But they, oh, yeah. took, they took that as their national championship, and they're riding that. So now the chatter is, is, is quiet now because we brought it up last night. What y'all going to talk about now? So, you know, we, you know, it was like, you know, like, but it, it's like that with the Blackhawks, though, Stanley. I'll be honest with you. You know, um, everybody gets up for their game against us. You know what I mean? So um, I, I preach it to my guys all the time. Whoever we're playing, whether they're 10-0, or 0-10, it's their national championship game. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a, as a coach, we done played against you. You know, I, I'm one of the realest guys that, hey, man, we ain't got but 15. Take it easy. But I'll be lying to you if I didn't go tell my guys, I don't give a damn if they got 100 guys over there and we got 20. That's and right. they can only put it on the field. Let's go and get out there and put our best foot forward. So I, I, I can understand you know what I'm saying? Those guys that, that, that done beat the Blackhawks, I can see how they live off that when the Blackhawks is considered shit. Who, whoever you want to say, the, the Patriots. Uh, well, I'm going to say the Patriots because right now they got the, the most, I want to say, in championships. But like I said, you're you the Nick Saban the semi-pro right now, in my humble opinion. So, so and, and it ain't no cap to that. And anybody who say, oh, that's cap, or he just riding the wave, Hey, the proof is in the pudding, baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, but, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, um, I give a lot of credit to my staff around me, my coaches, my uh, administrative staff, because without them, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. i got a great um, lineup of coaches. Um, I've always had a great lineup of coaches. As you see, like um, Leon Williams, when he first started out, he started off as a player with us and ended up being our defensive coordinator. Now he's the assistant head coach. At Bethany College, big shout out to Leon. Yeah, you know it's um, it, it it's a testament to the guys around you, and, and not just that, right. you know, players as well. You know, um, 
I'd be lying if I said that I, I was the reason for all of our success. But no, no, no. I got great coaches. I got great players, you know, um, that lead on the field. I, I heard a, um, I listened to you guys' podcast with Brandon Brooks um, a few weeks ago. And Brandon was very, very instrumental in our success when we had the five championships in a row. Great player, great leader, uh, led by example. And um, what he said off the field, he did it on the field. So, you know, a lot of credit to him and those guys that was on that team. Defensive side right. of the ball, Roy Otis. That guy that guy led. The, he was so inspirational from so many angles, man. And we, we followed his lead, and, and we put it, went into battle with him. And like I said, those five championships in a row, man, a, a lot of that goes to the, the coaches, the players, and I had a, I had a small percentage in that. You, okay, no. Go, oh, go ahead, Paul. So you touched on, like, you're giving shout-out to the coaches. Me, as a player on the team, I see your every day. Like, I see how you operate, and you wear a lot of hats for this organization. Yes. Yes, I do, man. Um, one thing I've learned in business um, is that no one is going to do it like you, you know, okay. um, whether you're around, um, whether you, uh, especially, I mean, like if when, when you're not around, you, you would hope that people would do it exactly the way you do it. And um, it's, it's very, it's very hard to find people like that, which is why um, the relationship with me and John Coca is so special because um he appreciates the, the brand just as much as I do. And I know that if I was to walk away today and say, hey, I'm done, and he wanted to keep it going, I could put it in his hands, and I know it would be ran just the same. I can't say that about anybody else at this point. That's love right there. Now, I, 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 I got a little sound bite out of that when you talked about Brandon Brooks or AKA B12 as most of us know him. And it, and it piqued my interest to ask this question. Now you've had some pretty, you know what I'm saying? Good quarterbacks. You've had pretty good players. He's had phenomenal and, and I guess quarterbacks, my question, Wes. Phenomenal quarterbacks. I, yeah, I mean, you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> but my, my question here is, you know, I know the B12, you know, I came in, you know, like I always say, I came in in 2017, so I only know 2017 to now. What would you say is the biggest difference between a B12 and a Jimmy Doe? And I hope I'm saying his name right. Some Ooh. people say Doe, some people say do. I, I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> Let's call that um, man Bad Man Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Brandon, um, he wanted to shake the image of the quote-unquote black quarterback being a scrambling running quarterback. He wanted, right. he wanted to let people know that that um, being a pocket passer, he was elite in that area as well. And that's what he did. Not that Brandon couldn't run, because when it was time to run, he did run. But he stayed in that pocket, and he showed uh, patience, and and he he, he dominated doing that. Um, same thing with Jimmy Doe. Jimmy is um, Jimmy likes to stay in that pocket. If you, if you knew Jimmy five years ago, Jimmy would get up and get 200 yards rushing per game. Easy. If you see him now, he's setting it all up. He's in the pocket. Uh, he's not rushing anything. But if he got to get out of there, he's going to get out of there. When he get out of there, he's getting out of there for real. If you saw the game last night, Jimmy was amazing running that ball. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I, I done saw it up close and personal, you know, being on the opposite sideline. And, and when I say I got headaches, you know, coaching defense, and I, I said, hey, the guys, D is contained. I don't want you rushing up the field because if we do, this guy going to pump fake you and he going to get behind you. He's going to get on the opposite side of you, and it's probably going to go for six because, you know, you, we, we know how guys is. You know, once they get past them, some people just stand there, and I, I absolutely hate it. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So I, I understand the, the, the capability of, of a Jimmy, you yeah. know. Yeah, Jimmy is special, man. Yeah. Jimmy is actually a guy like um, – he's another guy. He's a coach on the field as well. Um um, when we doing play calling, you know, sometimes, you know, um, I give him the signal of to run what he needs to run in there because these guys are on the field. We're on the sideline. We know, I mean, we know what we want to run. We, we, we see what they're in. But it's nothing like having a guy with eyes on the field. And I could trust a Jimmy Doe to go in there and, and, and call a play if need be. Um, we collaborate well together. Um, and I say that with B12, too. We did the same thing with B12. We collaborated together on plays, and um, he would come off the field, tell me what he saw. I'd tell him what I see, and we'll put it in the mix. We listen to everybody on, over here, man. It's not, like I said, it's not a, um, a dictatorship type of program like people think. Uh, we're just organized, you know what I'm saying? And we're or, not just organized off the field, but we're organized within our team. And I think that's um, a big factor in our success right there because we listen, you know what I'm saying? All of our success, at the end of the day, on those rings, it says Blackhawks, and we're all Blackhawks. It's not going to say individual name. Right. Now, with that being said, because you know, like I know, everybody would say, hey, T. Reed, his staff, the Blackhawks as a team, they are the blueprint that everybody needs to follow. I think even Herb, uh, Herb Cash kind of alluded Big to facts, it yep. uh, in his interview with us where he was like, hey, I, I, I took a lot from T. Reed and the Blackhawks. Yep. Which, you know, he, he came out and he put a great, I mean, a great product on the field. Just as well as you guys do from your, your concession stands to your units looking the part, you know, that, that, to the field you even play on. It's up to par to where, man, if we had 10, 10 Inglewood Blackhawks or we had 10, you know, Cali Wolfpacks and, and stuff like that. Man, semi-pro would be – I don't even think they'll call it semi-pro at that point. <laughs> It'll really be what everybody be trying to call developmental football. But I, I guess my question with all that is, what what do you think separates you and your organization from everybody else to, to, to be that stamp, to be that blueprint? Well, um, the first thing is this, um, where a lot of owners go wrong – is they think that they can run a season off of team fees. That's not a reality at this level. That's like a that's like a dream. Um, a lot of these guys they get to they get involved and they say, okay, I got fifty guys, I charge them two hundred dollars, I got this much money, I can do this, but that money only goes so far. Team fees with the Blackhawks really don't even scratch the surface of what we do. You understand? We um we got four to five uniforms right now. Like you said, we play at great facilities. Um, our snacks, uh, we take we take pride in our snack stand, you know, our concession stand. Um, it costs money to make money there too. Um, you know, you can't you, like uh, like when we played in Vegas um, a couple of weeks ago last week, uh, where their owner said in the fourth quarter with five minutes left, "Oh, we got to end the game because I got to be out of here by eight 
you can't do that. You can't penny pinch at this level. So what I do is, like I said, I, um, I put all my effort and my time and my love into to the organization because if I was a player, I would want to be in that environment. I would want to look good on the field. I would want to come out to smoke. I would want to be on a um, be you know have a scoreboard at the game. Uh, have the DJ playing the music. Have the band, the the marching band in the stands like we've had before. The cheerleaders. Right. You gotta have a product. And a lot of people use this term loosely, but I I live by it. If you build it, they will come. And to keep it a buck with you guys, I rarely, rarely, rarely recruit for the Blackhawks anymore. We may, you know, um, you know, reach out to a person here and there that we feel that, that can add value to what we're doing. But we don't do a lot of recruiting. A lot of guys come and find us. I can show you right now, and I think I showed Paul and the team on our team page. I got about 70 applications of guys right now you know, trying to get on, you know, for whenever we play again. And, um, right. you know, um, I just, you, you, you got to have value to your team and you also got to have some discipline and structure. Um, you got to have some great guys with some bad attitudes, but it's how you, it's how you handle that situation. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes you have to make an example out of a person like that, which we don't like to do, but, um, you can't bring certain elements to the field or to the or to the team, and uh, I think it's gonna be all right to just still be around. Um, like Herb, Herb, what is thing? You know, he he had a strict, a very strict um, a rule in place where if you didn't come to practice, um, if you called in, you missed the first half. If you don't call no show, you missed the game. And he stuck by that, and he got rid of some very good players um, during the time of the Wolfpack. And um, you got to give him a lot of credit for that because that's a very hard thing to do at this level. It's a very hard thing to do, um, especially when you got guys from different different areas. Like uh, when we first started the Blackhawks in 2001, it was a L.A.-based team. We had guys from L.A., Inglewood, Compton, Carson, um, Torrance, you know, Hawthorne. But now if you look at our team, we are somewhat like a national team. A lot of our guys are not right here in the L.A. area. So we got guys coming from Las Vegas, Santa Maria, the Inland Empire, um, the Valley, Pocoima. I mean, we, we're very, very spread out. So for right. us to get 35, 40 people at practice is a real, real blessing at this level because I don't think that's happening with any other team out there. There may be a couple of here and there in Southern California, but I don't believe that no team is getting that type of commitment for practices. Um, at you know, for this you know for for, for this level. So it's um it's all about having you know you know the depth too. When you got depth, the players on the team understand that if I fall off, somebody else is gonna come up. So they're gonna be there. So you just gotta have a good structure, man, and just have a good um a good game plan for your organization. You can't worry about um your expenditures. I mean, you're not gonna go crazy, but you can't um say, okay, I'm gonna spend this much and try to make this much because you never come out on top that way. Right. I think uh I think uh B Flow kind of talked about it a little bit, like the the, the type y'all have a type of a player you guys like. Uh, almost to the point to where 
if if this guy don't come over here and mesh well, we're, we're not even gonna chance it. Or if this guy got a, it, it, what's what's the term everybody use these days? If we know this guy's a known cancer, if we know this guy's a known cancer, we're we're not even gonna entertain it. And, and I and, and I think a lot of semi pro teams get caught up in the in in the hype of a person's name, of who he is or what he's done somewhere else that they try to look past that and get mid season and like can't control the team because they got guys like this, you know. So definitely, I mean, B flow is right on point with that too because um, you could be the greatest player, you know, wherever you're from, whether you're a, a great college player or ex NFL player or a great, you know, semi-pro developmental player, if you come over here and it doesn't mesh right, it's not going to be a good fit for you. And we're not going to keep you around long for it to, to, to materialize into something bad. We're going to just, you know, cut our ties. I mean, we, you know, I'd be lying if I said we didn't have any issues on our team. Uh, I think every team does. But, we, you know, we had an NFL guy on our team that, that played play DB in the NFL but wanted to be a receiver here. And, you know, Paul, I'll let you know, I mean, our receiving core is pretty, pretty good. And it's, you know, it's, we're stacked. Hey, play, play with what got you to the NFL. You know, don't come here and think that this is the place where you could just live out your, your, your dreams. Right. I mean, I, I, I think at this level, every owner, quote unquote owner, uh, whether they coach in on like you kind of do, I, I'll be in your phone. I, I, I'll be in your inbox. Hey, T. Reed. Because as a coach and as an owner, I've had conversations with you. And, and let me go ahead and set the record straight. T. Reed is the guy that if you pick up the phone and you call him and it's about something important, like, like you know, getting to learn this, 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 this level and trying to make this level better, T. Reed is a guy who's going to talk to you. T. Facts. Reed is a guy... I'm going to say T. Reed isn't the guy that most people paint him out to be. Like, when I first got into it in 2017, oh, man, you want to stay away from this guy. You want to stay away from this guy. And I came in eyes wide open and said, you know what? I want to see for myself. Granted, I didn't get to see Blackhawks and and play Blackhawks in, what, 2019, 2020, and I got around. And every time I done had a conversation with you or been around you, it's it's been real. It, it, it ain't been no backdoor politic. It ain't been none of that, like a lot of people say. So, hey, like I said, if I was if I was back in semi pro, and I was owning a team, coaching a team, hey, T. Reed, you know, I, I I don't want all your juice. I don't want all your secrets. But give me a couple that 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 you willing to spare. And that, that's the type of guy I would be, and that's the type of guy I've always been. When I've been in your presence, to, hey, I'm gonna let this guy talk, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have a sponge mentality to soak up any and everything that I can from this guy. Yeah, but that, 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 that's just, I just wanted to give you your flowers, man. And I appreciate that, man. And um, that says a lot about your character right there. But um, like you said, man, you know, um, with success, you're gonna get that. No one wants to see a guy win all the damn time. It's kind of like I tell my guys, we got the LeBron effect on our team. As great as he is, people want to see the underdog win sometime. But fuck the underdog. I want to win all the time. Uh, tell him. You know, 
And, you know, uh, speaking on building your organizations, like uh, being a sponge, believe me, uh, if you ask most of the owners out there, I've been a, a good mentor to a, a lot of them. You could put it out there and they would tell you, like, man, you know, they, I get calls to this day, not even just from local people, from people from the East Coast and Midwest. Hey, I, hey, I want to... Um, I wanted to burn your ear off right now about how, how did you build your organization? How did you get this? Where you get your uniforms from? You know, how, how, did, you, how did your website get built? It's so many factors into to building your team, and people are watching because how many teams right now have active websites for their team? Not many, I don't think. <laughs> I probably can count on one hand. <laughs> one hand. <laughs> to, to be honest, yeah. I can probably count on one hand. Yeah, and then, uh, and then um, something that's really funny is that um, some years ago, uh, I was going to put together a workshop. I was going to um, rent, nice. rent out a um, you know, a, um, conference room at a nice little hotel. Um, basically, a roundtable of not recruiting teams, but on the business side of things. How do you build your brand? Who do you go to for your website? What are the vendors you need to go to for for your um, uniforms? How do you get your insurance? How do you build your nonprofit status? These are things that I wanted to put together and then have those vendors at the at the conference as well. Have Rydell over there where if you want to get helmets. <coughs> Excuse me. Have my guy, my guy out of San Diego that paints the helmets at a good price where if you send in a bulk of helmets, he'll paint them. And we can get away from guys spray painting helmets and, and face masks and things like that. Um, have all these vendors inside of the conference. And we talk about building organizations because it makes no sense for you to be at 1,000 and the rest of the teams be at 500. It does, it, 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 it does like no that. justice for the leagues. It does no justice for the, for the teams. We need to build all the brands together and work together. Like, I see people talk about the, the one league right now. There will never be one league. It's ideal to have it, but those people that don't make it to the one league will will break out and make their own league. It, it, it's going to happen. So, so that leads me to this question. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm done. Go ahead, Paul. Okay. So with that being said, people branching out to start their own league, is it because would you say it's because they they joined the big dog league, we'll say the LDFL, and they couldn't get past the big dogs, the Blackhawks, so they decided to leave? Or is it because they had they thought they had a better ideal than what they were already in? Well, um I'm gonna answer that in two 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 different um statements. Um when the let's just, you know, call a spade a spade and, and put it out there. When the West Coast Football League was started, um, Clark reached out to me to be um, to be the little the little sister brand of the LDFL, but they were going to play in the, in the fall. So I gave okay. Clark all the game of how I built the LDFL, how you do okay. this, um, the stat system, um you know, um, how much it costs to do this, how much it costs to do that. Um, just everything that we did with the LDFL, I pushed it on him. Where you get your trophies okay. from, the whole nine yards, because that's what I'm about. I'm about helping, you know what I mean? And especially, you know, right. he was trying to build something for the, for the fall, which was great. 
Um, but I was thrown a little off about the spring thing. Um, it's okay Talk about if you, it. If, it's okay if you start another league. But I feel like if I've been helping you and I've reached out to you and I kind of guided you to help you build the fall, if you're going to do that, I think you will reach out to me and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And I, and I would have no problem with that. But okay. it just seems like, you know, like a lot of things were done under the table because we didn't find out until the last second about it. I had actually saw Clark and his wife at, um, at the NFL kickoff thing at um, Hollywood Park Casino. And we okay. talked and shook hands and hugged, you know, me and my wife. Everything is good because, like I said, our relationship was solid. Um, right. And then a week later, I see the West Coast Football League spring come up. Like, again, it's okay. But I felt like we had the relationship where he, you know, even at that time, hey, T. Reed, hey, check it out, man. I'm going to do this for the spring now. You know, I'm just going to break out. Um, I know he, he did mention on, on one of the shows, I'm not sure if it was yours or Moses, but his reasoning for leaving the LDFL was because of the situation they had with the Coyotes. And right. I right. can respect that. I can respect that. Uh, he said it had nothing to do with me. So if it had nothing to do with me at that point, I think we could have had a conversation of doing spring. I we uh, we could have collaborated on something. You know what I mean? We don't we don't we don't right. be allies. We can work together. But there was an opportunity to talk, and it didn't happen. And um, I think I don't have issue with any of it because you know I, I don't hold on to grudges or anything. But I just think that right. that, that that wasn't done the right way, especially if we're supposed to be solid like that. Right now, would that go for any team that left the LGFL to go to the W uh, to go to his league? Um, I have I don't I don't even know the reason why um why the why the um Giants left because there was only two teams that left the LDFL the Lions and the Giants. Okay. Um, the other teams that were in our league that weren't this past year, um, the Bulldogs they left because they they was they were working on the, on the indoor league thing. Um, okay. The guy from the Lancaster Mustangs was supposed to come on board. He fell off uh, as a new owner. Um, it was a couple of oh, 805 Bears. Um, they decided to shut down oper- operations, which was respectable. Um, so it wasn't that people left the LDFL. It was only two teams that branched off it and, and did the, the West Coast Football League spring. And, I, and like okay. I said, um, um, I've had I've had very very good conversations and dialogue with both of those owners. So for them to go and do their own thing, I, I mean, shit, it's, it's okay. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to just, you know, walk around something. It's, it's cool. Nobody's gonna, we, we all grown men. Nobody's gonna be mad at you making your own right. decision. And it's okay because, like I said earlier, had it been talked about, we could have worked together. We could have been a fucking AFC, NFC spring. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that. That would have been fire. I, I think that's the best when, when when folks get to talk in one league and stuff. I think that is the best way to do it uh, versus just putting everybody in and we play everybody. I mean, I, I, if if I'm honest, that's kind of the motive behind the the SoCal championship. You you pretty much say you the AFC, we the NFC. We both won our league divisions. Now we come and play the Super Bowl. That, that that's pretty much what it is. That's exactly what it is, Stanley. I, I mean. You eliminate the 
the the negotiations of postseason of champions talking and trying to get it together. It's already built in. Right. Yep. You know, so like I said, it's um, you know, at some point, and I don't know when it's gonna be, but people gotta stop lying and, and manipulating and and guiding these players to think a certain way. And I'm not talking about the Giants or the or the, or the Lions. I'm just saying I'm just talking about everybody in general, because okay, at some point, everything is gonna come to light. You know what I mean? And you know, just like you know, like um, when that when the seasons were about to start, you know, um, there should be no if you if you're trying to build leagues, you shouldn't be calling teams in other leagues to try to come in your league. You know what I mean? Tell them that. You know, I mean, just, and I'm saying that because you, if you say that there's no problem and there's no beef and there's no issue, you shouldn't be trying to come eat off the other league to build your. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be organic with it. Go, go find the teams that are out there that, that need that that has no affiliation with anything, but don't try to minimize the brand over there over here to build yours over there. Look, I, I just, I just hope and pray one day that the the, the newer generation of owners can get it together, um, because we've we've been seeing the same old song for the last twenty years. I, I've been doing this for twenty four seasons now, and believe me, I've heard it over and over again. And you know, um, you know, one league would be ideal in a perfect world. I mean. We were there at one point with the LCFL. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm tired of talking about that like it was the it was the glory years, but one thing <laughs> that I don't like doing is comparing the, the older days to the new school because people say, oh, well, the, the new school is doing this. No, but it's the, it's the people that's still involved from the old school that's still fucking up. Right. The don't try to put it on the youngster. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's that. And, like and until it. we have that open dialogue of what the players want because I'm going to tell you right now I've been doing this a long time the players have the fucking power okay if the players come to the table and say hey this is what we demand this is what we want and if your owner is not doing it go play for that team in that other league that's doing it and it'll shut oh, down nice. all, it'll shut down all the bad the people that got bad bad intent behind it Let's talk about it. I mean, I we, it. We, here we have the capability to pretty much do a round table. Like, uh, you know, a few clicks of a button, we can make it to where, hey, here's the link. All the owners are here. Players, Easy. you can come watch and you can hear, you know, the dialogue that's being said. I even think uh, uh, Moses and Callie's show has somewhat of the same capability. You know, they, they just go live. We do pre-record. And put it out there, but we we have the capability right. to go live and bring people in, just like uh, we sent you the link to come here. We can send it out to the masses, and they can come in here and watch this, listen to this uh, as we do it. And it's like you said, okay, I, I I was gonna play for Team A, but Team A ain't with the program. I'm going over here where this is, you know, what I'm saying this is where I want to be. This this yeah. is the type of football that I want to play. You know, or the, the brand of football that I want to play. So, I, I mean, it, it's opportunity galore for that to happen. 
we do, they, do, they, do they really want it to happen? That's the question. They may say it, but a lot of them say it just for because they're in front of the camera. But soon oh, as yeah. the camera cut off, oh yeah, they like oh, it's something no, different. I, I'm not doing this with so and so. Man, it's it's I've seen it. Like I said, it's it's like a reoccurring movie, man. I've seen it over and over again, man. And and you got people that that just they want to take sides. But the thing is, the players are blinded because, let's be real about it, the players listen to what their owners bring back to their camp. Oh, yeah. That's so facts. That's facts. If an if a, if a owner comes back and says, oh, Stanley is a dog and he don't do this, those 53 players are going to somewhat believe that. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. They're they going to take it to heart. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I think that's what mixes up the, the hate and the disdain at this level because you got owners because it, it comes from it's it's like a seed you put a seed in the ground it's go it's go it's go it's go blossom to something big the owners right, yeah. are the seeds and the players are the blossoms so if the blossoms are led to believe that this person is bad or this league is not doing this they're gonna believe that it's like um That's last true. year when the West Coast Football League was started. I heard, I heard one of the players say, um, it was one of the Lions players, oh, we left because, you know, Tony Reed's, um, his referees, you know, he got the referees in his pocket. And I said to myself, and we laughed about it, we said, wait a minute, the referees we used were brought in by your owner and a, and a Giants owner. They're the ones that, <laughs> that brought them in. I, I had nothing to do with that. They're the ones that brought those owners in. So how are they my rest? You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah. But again, it's what the players are told. Yeah, I, I, I can attest to that, you know, being my first year wrapped up uh, with the with the indoor eight-man stuff that I ran this year. And we had, you know, the owner's chat, owner-commissioner chat, and I would see guys get on, quote-unquote, I, I guess I would say our semi-pro talk, but for eight-man and get in there and say, oh, such and such, this and this and this. And I'm like, man, I'm going to tell you, just like I told your owner, I want y'all to be just as transparent with your players as y'all want me to be transparent with y'all in this group chat or anything that we do outside of the eye. You have to be that transparent so that can't nobody go back and say nothing. And then guys be like, hey, man, we uh, I saw you booted such and such off the board. Well, this is what he was doing. You know the facts. You didn't handle that. So I'm going to handle it for you and not even think twice about it. Yeah, I mean, transparency is so big at this level of football. And um, just to give you guys a little backstory, uh, when we started the LDFL in 2019, before the season kicked off, we had a live interview on Facebook with myself and John Tyler. And we went over all the specifics of what we were going to build with, with it. With it, have all the specifics of what we were going to build with the LDFL, you know, what we wanted to bring to the table, what we wanted to, to do as a league, how, how do we want to brand the league. And then when we had the league meeting where we brought in the owners, we actually had that meeting recorded for the people to look at, and it was posted on SPT. It was recorded by Randy Danner. And um, nice. you guys can reach out to Randy, and, and, he, and he, would, um, he, would, he would let you guys know that that whole meeting was recorded and put out there for everybody to see. The owners that weren't there, 
the coaching, That's the fact. and also the players. Transparency. you got to have transparency, but you're always going to have that one or two people, maybe three or four, that's going to flip it because they want to do something their way. And if you want right. to do it your way, again, it's okay. Just because we don't do business together don't mean we got to hate each other. Fact. I mean, it, it, it's some people in there, and, you know, I, I, of course, I do unis. I got the baker. I do barbecue. I do a lot of stuff. And he I does got it all. so much money with people that I'm like, bro, I wouldn't hang with you if somebody paid me to. I take that back because if somebody <laughs> paid me, I, I would probably take it. But I, I, you, you kind of get what I'm saying, though. Like, bro, I don't, you know, I don't deal with you. But if I can get some money with you to put food on my kids' table and clothes on their back, Pay for where I stay at and have a good life. I don't like you, but let's get this money, baby. That's right. That, that's exactly <laughs> right. And just like I said earlier about having the, the conference with all the owners to build our brands, perfect example is if we did it in the modern day right now, we built it, we have the conference, we said this day, hey, all owners come through, let's talk about it, let's just vibe up each other, let's bring these vendors in to help Rydell, let's bring Stan, Stanley does uniforms, let's bring him in. So if you think about it, if we have Stanley as the vendor of uniforms and everybody went through Stanley, don't you think our prices will be better because both? Way better. you got to think logically, <laughs> man. you got to really think but- logically. But you guys would also have the same quality product put out on the field. Correct. Right. Correct. You're right. And also, if you, if, if, I mean, if it was a league thing, we know that Stanley is going to put the LDFL, the West Coast Football League, the GDFL, whatever logo you have, you know that every team is going to have that on their uniform. Right. Yep. So, again, I've put this on the table many, many years about having a, a a conference where we all get together and talk and um, you know just just work together. But sometimes what I think it is, a lot of people don't like that somebody comes up with an idea. Oh yeah, they, they want to be the one to say they did it. Yeah, maybe, they, they... maybe maybe because I'm winning, maybe because I got a good organization. I, maybe I should let somebody else put that together. That maybe that's their thinking. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for, you know, the betterment of this level. I like to see everybody grow. I love to see the, the man, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I love seeing the growth of the Lions, man, going from a subpar team in the winning column to being a, right. a championship caliber team. That's right. That's what we're trying to see. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was like the... You know, probably before you guys' time, the California Dolphins, they were a very, very great dominant team. And they kind of slid down. You know what I'm saying? They kind of slid down. But it's, it's it's the opposite. The Lions went from down to being up. The Dolphins went from up to being down. It was parity. Right. So you got to kind of, um, you you, you want to see that. It's, it's like the NFL, man. You know, um, you, you want to see some of the better teams, you know, um, give people a run for their money. Um you know, because it, it's, again, it makes no sense for one or two teams to have the dominance and and the business acumen and the other teams not to have anything. Let's c- bring everybody together and put everybody on the same page. Right. Would you say that's the difference between when you guys had, like, 
I, I like you said, I hate to reminisce about the good old days, but when you had the, the teams like the Thunder, the Cobras, is that what separates the two generations? It, is the dialogue that was taking place then, it was accepted to that dialogue's happening now and everybody's just kind of like, eh, I want to do it my way. Yeah, back then, you know what? Um, we worked together really well off the field, but when we played against each other, we tried to tear each other's head off. And Hello? that's okay because that's what football is about. But when it was time to get to the round table right. and, and talk with um, Tony Vincent and Derek from the Thunder, you know, Shabaka from the Steelers, um, those teams, when it was time to come together and put a game plan together for the betterment of the league and the teams, we all work together. Um, that rarely happens now. I mean, um, right now, you know, um, I, I actually mentor a couple of teams right now. Not, that's not even in the LDFL. You know, they're in other leagues, and we talk daily, and I try to help them build their brands. And, um, hey, this is where you get this. Um, this is who you report your scores to. Um, I, I'm all about helping. I actually did that last year, man. I um, After the championship game against the Giants, um, the guy, um, Andrew Ben, uh, I think he was, he was he was pretty much the point of contact for the Giants. And I told okay. him, I said, man, hey, listen, this is what you got to do, man. If you if you guys really want to get your name out there and get ranked, this is who you need to call. This is who you need to email your scores to. This is who you need to, um, where you need to post your scores. This is who you need to be in contact with. And I was giving him, I thought I was help, helping him to give him game, but maybe I wasn't because he, he kind of got a little weird on me and I seen some posts that he made. He was, it, it's almost like he was against the LDFL when he went to the West Coast Football League, you know, just from some of his posts. And and, it's, and like I said, it's okay if you go somewhere else, but don't try to create a narrative like something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially when I was really – I was genuinely trying to help you. He's not even the owner. You know, Black is the owner. But he right. was, since, since he was the voice on the boards and everything, I really wanted to help him and, and funnel things through him so he can help that organization. And then, like I said, man, things went on. I don't even know what happened, man, but it it, it, it got a little weird, man. And, I, and, and, and I'm not with the weird shit, man. <laughs> I feel it. So you've been around. The, the, the Blackhawk organization has been around for 24 years. How have you sustained not only a successful organization, but just an organization for that long, over that, that, that amount of time? Because you see teams come and go. Like you'll get like the Cobras, they're around for two to three years, successful team, but then they folded. The Stars, successful team. I understood what happened behind scenes with with DeVito, but you have teams like that that pop up, get a good foundation, and then disappear. The Blackhawks have been consistent, consistently here. Why is that? Um, I think you would um. You got the man right next to you, Stanley, man, and he'll tell you he, he can um he can let you know what I'm about to say. That all of have stability at this level. If your wife is not in your corner, it's not gonna work. It's Bad. not gonna work. Um, because like I told you before, the fees that you get from players, if you do charge fees, don't scratch the surface of anything. You're gonna go into right. your own personal pocket at some point. Yes, think about us going to Erie last year. We went 50 deep, players, coaches. Some guys had never even been on the plane or been out, been out the state. But we managed okay. to do that. Do you think that, you know, 
we 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 did a, we helped a lot of guys get to Erie. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope. We we, we don't and and listen, we we're not mad about it. We're happy we did it. We 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 happy that we were able to create the memories and um, give these young men an opportunity to see something different. And um, you know, you have to have some type of um. You have to have a game plan each year. No year is the same because things, you know, prices go up, um, field, um, fields change. Um, right. We, you, you have to, if you don't plan it out beforehand, it's not going to work. There's been many, many nights, late nights and early mornings where me and John Coker have been on the phone game planning and putting things in place and, when we when we come out on the other side, we make it look easy. You feel what I'm saying? But just because it looked easy on the outside, don't mean the preparation was easy. You know, uh, right? One thing I, I live by is I will never ever be in a position to tell my team, no, we can't have something, or we can't have a trainer this week, or we can't have a photographer, or we're not going to get video this week. We got every damn game from the Blackhawks from 2001 to now recorded so if one of our alumni right. come and say hey can you pull that can you pull that um that firehawk game from 2007 in the championship we could do that you know because as you know paul we have a real alumni group and our alumni group consists of players who have played with us from 2001 that's playing with us now you can you know, right. i think the i think it was a coyote game championship game if you look down our sideline, it looked like an old school USC sideline when Richie Bushton was yeah. there with everybody on the sideline. We had alumni there and sitting there. Um, we've had one alumni prior to the season send one of our players some gloves and cleats from Arizona, you know, because because he wore the same number as him. Say, hey man, this is what I, this is what I'm supposed to do as a as a Blackhawk alumni. And that's right. What do you think? That don't happen nowhere. That's not happening nowhere, Stanley. Nah. No, no. You at, at this point, <laughs> you'll be lucky. <laughs> I ain't I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say, but <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be lucky to even get a conversation out of most of these guys, let alone than, than something they had to go in their pockets to give. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's keeping it PG. <laughs> hey, I know where you're going with that, and you're and you're definitely right about it, but um. Getting back to your question um, about stability of all these years, it's um, man, we 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 love it. We we love on our organization hard, Paul. And uh, I think you know you, you've been around this year, so I think you kind of got an idea of how we go about it. But we really love yes, on sir. our organization hard, man. And when we say this is our NFL, we really believe this is our NFL. Um, I'm very hard on my players um, about you know if I say we're wearing long white socks. I need everybody in long white socks. And I say that because He's not lying. We're, we're filming these games. We're getting our we're, we're getting our games recorded. And you don't know who's gonna see this this film at any time. We the the the, the model with the LDFL this year was it has to be believable. It has to be believable. And that's why Coach Miller and myself, shout out to Coach Miller from the Coyotes, we were able to get a grant to buy every team in our league long socks 
We yep. gave every team in our league socks. If you know, if we got at the time we had about eight teams, so we ordered eight, we ordered eight we ordered socks for eight seventy pairs of socks for each team. You know what I'm saying? Because the product has to be believable. Let's rewind back a couple of years when Terrell Alex was with us. Well, he's still with us now, but he used his Blackhawk film to get drafted to the XFL. Come on. That's big right there. So if, if, if we're looking at film and you've got a guy out there on the, on the opposing team with his jersey hanging down to his knees, um, ankle socks on, one guy got on a black helmet, the other one got on a white one, that's not believable. And that's not the product we want to bring to the LDFL. Right. And when we're recording these games, we don't know who's going to use this to step up to the next level. Some guys are doing this for recreation, but we do have a handful of guys that are using this as a catapult to get to the next level. Uh, we just I just got a message this morning from someone overseas that said, hey, man, listen, the Blackhawk brand is known abroad. He's overseas right now. He's like, man, how do they know about you guys in the Netherlands? How do they know about you in Brazil? How do they know about you in, in Costa Rica? Because there are teams in those in those countries. And we are known in, in those other countries, man. And again, we treat it like it's our NFL, man. We want to look good on the field. We want to make sure everybody's uniform. We, we uh, I mean, we don't do painted face masks in, black, in, our, in our camp. We have a company that we send our, our face masks out to to get recoded for a very cheap price. Yep. And why would I want to share that with the other teams in our league or other teams I'm working with? You feel what I'm saying? Because we want right. the last thing we want to do is play a team that got a red face mask. Joe Blow painted it before the game. We got on our white uniform <laughs> and his red paint is all over our white uniform. I, I feel it. it. I've seen it. <laughs> and, and the thing is, we have to get away from that, man. Um, like I said, it, it, it's humble yourself, swallow your pride. If you want to connect on something, just ask. You know what I'm saying? That's what I say. You, you got to have the sponge mentality, man. Soak up whatever you can. Yeah, so, you know, I just, um, you know, I just want to see everybody win in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but when we're, on, when we're on the field, man, you know, best believe we're going to compete. We're going to try to knock your head off, and we're going to try to win this game. But at the end of the day, don't, um, don't, don't, try, don't try to lowball me or anything I'm, I'm involved with just so you can get, a, you can get an upper hand. It's never going to work. One thing I believe in is, is this. Anything that's derived from, from evil intent will not prosper. Right. All right. So I got two final questions for you i'm, I'm going to ask one question that's regarding football or related to football and then we're going to do a fun fact and i think you know where i'm going to go with the fun fact about you so i'm going to ask the football question you've been with coca for 10 years right give or take all right so if you both were to build a team from ground up who would win that's Ooh. saucy right there, though. No, That's a no little hesitation. saucy right there, though. No hesitation. I love it. He said, me? <laughs> That's saucy. No, I mean, that is I'm just saucy. A, I'm just a firm believer in the way that I do things. Um, I'm not going to say I'm the best coach, but I'm a great organizer. 
Okay. I'm, I'm very good at what I do. I, I, I know how to put things in place. Um, and people love structure. They love, um, they love camaraderie. And that's something that I, that I, that I offer, you know, in my organization. Um, I have a, you know, outside of the black horse, I have a couple of other businesses and, um, I use those same practices, which is kind of like, you know, like made us to, you know, where we are today. You know, um, Paul, you know, um, my wife has brought her business to the Blackhawk game. Ooh, and, um, man, my stomach just smiled, bro. Man, you, um, we, listen, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I would rather let 300 people in the game free and just let her go busy at the concession stand. Because so every since we brought Extreme Cuisine, which is her business to the Blackhawk games, we're selling out every game that we have. We got people calling in that are even not not even football people that are saying, "Hey, um, I would like to buy some um, some jambalaya egg rolls." Oh yeah, we're we're gonna be set up at the Blackhawk game today. Come on by. They come to the game. They get their egg rolls. They're like, "Wait a minute, what type of football is this?" Oh, developmental monitoring. Okay, now we done, we done picked up a new fan because they sitting down eating their egg rolls watching us. Yeah, next level. I promise you, they next level. Uh, next my, my level. boy Callie and, and, and Moses, man, they they um they came through last night, man, and um man, and, and you wouldn't believe it, man. So many people are calling when they know we got a game. They will call ahead and say, "Can I put my pre order in?" Right, man, and that's amazing, right there, man. Um, so we're mixing two businesses together, but. Um, getting back to the question at hand, yeah, um, I know Coco would he he would um build a great team as well, but um, yeah, I'm not doing when it's time to build something. That's <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So here's my 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 final thing before we let you cut out of here, Coach. All right. So in '94, you made it to the Raiders. I'm gonna follow up with the the next one. Okay. How was that experience? Well, it was it was great to have an opportunity to to be on the NFL level, and um, I worked hard to get where I was at. And um, you got to understand when you when you at the NFL level, um, everybody's gonna be as as good as you or a little bit better. And so if you, if you let up let up off the gas a little bit, somebody's gonna fly in. So um, I was grateful for the opportunity to be a free agent, man, and um, I enjoyed my time and. Um, uh, if I could rewind time and do it all again, I probably would uh, prepare a little bit better and um, and do things a little different. But uh, I'm not I'm not disappointed at all, man. I, I, I love the experience and I love where I'm at now. That's right. And then the final thing, and I'm gonna let you elaborate on it. We went over for a team barbecue. I walk into the office. I see two gold albums. And then you pulled me into the house and you showed me the platinum album. Can you, man? Can you please tell the world how you have two gold records and one platinum record? Yeah, man. A lot of people don't know, man. But um, prior to me doing the football thing, um, I worked with um, some great friends of mine. Um, people don't um, know, but Ice Cube was actually my fullback in high school. Uh, we went to Tab oh. High School in Woodland Hills. I was a tailback. Terry Gray from the Lynch Mob was a tailback. Ice Cube was our fullback. Man, we had guys from Bellevue, DeVoe that went to us. We, we had a lot of people at, at that school, man. So um, being that me and Terry Gray are really, really good friends, like best friends, um, 
when Ice Cube started the lynch mob, I was actually in college. And um, okay. I remember when um when when Ice Cube was with the with NWA, um, I was in my dorm room and I remember talking to him and he was telling me about how um the FBI was, was tripping on them because they had made fuck the police. Okay. And, um, so whenever they were touring and doing anything, if they were ever in the Midwest, because I went to college in Kansas, um, if they were in the Midwest, I'll give you an example. Like they were in St. Louis one, one time, and they called me and they said, hey, how far are you from St. Louis? And we had an hour and a half or two hours ago. We went to St. Louis, man, went to the concert uh, at the hotel, Introducing my my football buddies, they they couldn't believe it was me, Ice Cube, and um, Yo Yo, um, Chili Chill. That's right, just everybody. Um, so yeah, so as um as things dwindled down a little bit, um, I actually went from Taft High School to Inglewood High School by um, senior year, and when I was at Inglewood High School, one of my good friends and a fellow football player was Mac Ten. Nice. Yeah. So um. I toured with Mac 10 and the comrades and worked with them. Um, did some management work with, with, with them. And um, as you know, when you're when you're in the record business and you're dealing with people, um, everything comes to fruition when you when 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 it's all put on the table. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day when um, you used to see a CD and you had an insert in it and, 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 and the artist would say thank yep. you. Like, I want to give yep. a shout out to so-and-so. If you go look back at, at some of those lynch mob and and all from the eye and, and I, you, you look at it and you'll see special thanks to T. Reed in there. That's uh, right. Yeah, Let him know, so, Coach. So, yeah, so um, just like you did, Paul, when you came to the house, man, um, those plaques don't say um, Bobby Jimmy or anything. They say T. Reed on it. Facts. So, yeah, prior to football, man, I mean, honestly, um, I chose to go the football route. I could have probably stayed and did, you know, some things in the music business um, with the lynch mob and others, but um, I'm good. We, we, we're all doing our own thing, um, and we're all succeeding. And actually, uh, we got some stuff about to happen right now. You were at the house, Paul, when you met, um, I had T-Bone from the lynch mob over here. Yes, sir. And, um... They just released a single. Um, Fire. Shout out to T-Bone and JD. Welcome home, JD. And um, it's going to be some things happening, man, with the lynch mob coming up. And um, I'm going to have my foot in it a little bit and um, doing some things. And it's going to be cold, man. Stay ready. That's right. Out of we will. <laughs> Wrap us up, Wes. So you, hey, hey. you learn something every day, Stan. Right, right. And that's a privilege. That's a privilege to be able to learn something every day. Yes, sir. Y'all know what it is, man. Like I introduced him, I'm going to take him out the same way. We had the Nick Saban of Semi-Pro right here today on the I Stay Elite podcast. You know, as always, this is Coach West, and I always got my boy Paul Wall in the building. Till the next do, time, baby? y'all know what I'm going to do. Peace. You're listening to the I Stay Elite podcast, hosted by Paul and Coach West. This show brings you real conversations and interviews from the SoCal semi-pro world. Remember to like, comment, and hit subscribe.